Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. It's really nice to have you back here with us. And today, as always, I want to talk about healing and moving forward and overcoming everything that needs to be overcome as we go through separation and divorce. More specifically today, I want to dive into the topic or the understanding of who you had to become to deal with the marriage that was ending or any abuse or toxic, toxic behaviors, or even just to, you know, as we put aside our own feelings or, you know, try to make things work for the kids or anything like that, we become someone else. We let go of who we really are. And so you might hear all kinds of narrative around like empowering yourself and standing up for yourself and setting boundaries. But what does that even mean if you don't know who you are anymore? And if you've sort of become this other person and you just don't remember who you were before that? Well, I'd like to talk more about that today. But before I jump in, I wanted to bring to your attention um, the Rising Free membership, which I've been talking about more and more lately because it is probably the most underused resource that I have. So I'm doing a bit of a relaunch and what has happened is that we had this sort of first group that came through that have been with me for two years, but let's face it, they're ready to move on and I'm so happy for them. So it's time to bring in you. Women like you who need support and coaching and don't have all kinds of money to hire a private coach and do one-on-one -on -one sessions. We get together once a week and we talk and we hang out and the support and community that they experience with each other is really, it's exactly what you need when you go through this. It is exactly what nourishes your soul and your heart and your healing. Plus you get coaching from me. And I have such an incredible lineup of calls that are coming up for the rest of this year, really, we're going to be talking about things like, um, you know, becoming you, like understanding who you are and stepping into that, um, but in a way that feels gentle, um, that doesn't feel wrong, you know, feels aligned with who you really want to be, uh, in a way that you are actually given the tools and the strategies to do that, not just like empowering affirmations. Um, I'm also going to be talking about things like healing from betrayal, um, co-parenting, and of course, how to deal with the upcoming holidays. There's so much to manage as we step into the holiday season with our kids, ourselves, our exes, our families. It can feel really, really stressful, like the holidays weren't stressful enough already. So all of this gets addressed in a safe environment on Zoom, you and me and other women who are exactly where you are, who are experiencing, maybe their issues are a little bit different, but they're ultimately the same. We're all trying to heal. Everyone is trying to feel better. Everyone's trying to get through the day and everyone's trying to move forward in the best possible way. You're all there together. So I want to invite you to join us in the Rising Free membership. Today, as this episode comes out, it is November 1st. There are two months left of the year. And so I wanna give you a gift. It's a gift that I'm really saving for like a Black Friday deal, but I wanna give it to you now because I feel like it's the perfect time for you to take advantage of it. And what that basically is, is you can, you can buy one month at a time, you can cancel any time, that's your choice, or you can buy two months right now and I'll give you the third for free, which means that I've got you covered from now 
until the end of January. Now, if you happen to come across this episode in two weeks, yes, you will still get the deal. And yes, it will last until the middle of February. So don't worry, you're not getting ripped off. But for those of you listening today or in the next couple of days, let's close out this year the way that or in the way that really brings you forward. So when you say on New Year's Eve, 2024 is going to be my year, 2024 better be better than 2023. I want you to not just say it. I want you to have the knowledge, the knowing deep in your heart that it actually will be because you have the tools and you have the support in the community that will carry you forward. You have us. That's what we do inside the Rising Free membership. We have, you know, nurture calls, I call them. Those calls are about, you know, we, we meditate, we journal, we share affirmations. Um, we might have a moon ritual or some kind of a candle ritual or something to just really quiet things down. Sometimes I do some restorative yoga on our call. The nurture calls are really special. Then we have our coaching calls. Coaching calls are where I bring in a topic or maybe a guest and we discuss something like co-parenting or getting through the holidays, like a specific topic. So I talk about it for a while and then we all have a conversation about it and ask questions and share and, and help each other. And then we have support calls. The support calls are yours, meaning I open the call, but it's about you and your questions. And I'm there to answer if you want that, or maybe you just want to vent. Maybe you just want to cry, or maybe you want to be quiet, and maybe you want to support someone else that day. Anything goes on support calls. They're just for us. It's just exactly what you need that day. So that's just some of what we do inside the Rising Free membership. Of course, it's going to be a holiday party. We have so much fun um, and I want to see you there. So all the information will be below and the link that I'm going to share below will actually take you directly to the checkout page um, so that you can get the three months pay for two and get three deal. I want you to get that. If that's not your thing, I will further down, you will see there's also a link for the where you can just sign up for one month at a time. It's whatever you want, whatever feels right for you. Okay, let's get into the episode today and let's talk about who you've had to become as a result of the relationship that you've been in or the marriage or what's happened in it, um, maybe because of abuse, toxicity, dysfunction, codependency, or maybe just because you haven't been happy in forever, but you've been squishing it down and not saying anything and you feel ready to burst. Whichever one you are, this episode's for you. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth, and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here, we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching, and that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. There is so much more 
um, conversation around and belief in empowering women, especially young women as they're growing up and teaching them, us, that we can be anything or anyone that we want. But there's still this deep um, personality trait in us or this belief in us that we are here to please. We're here to serve. Um, and we're here to to be the ones that make things feel good, whether it is a family event like Christmas or dinner or Thanksgiving or something like that, or even just a family dinner like the, the nucleus, you know, just mom, dad, kids, or when there's a problem, when there's a conflict somewhere, we feel that it's up to us to fix it or smooth it over or create an environment where it gets better or when it comes to taking care of the elderly or the sick or someone who needs something extra in the family. And I'm not saying that you have to completely stop being a caring family-oriented person. It's not about that. But because there's so much value attached to that, or rather because we think our value, our value is so attached to us doing those things, we little by little let go of who we are and we stop knowing who that even is and in letting go we become anything but ourselves we just become sort of these little bit tired resentful maybe um taken advantage of women who are running around caring for everyone else and can't remember the last time we asked ourselves but what do i want to do and who's taking care of me and what do I need? When's the last time you asked yourself those questions, right? And I think when we're faced with the end of a relationship, like a marriage, something that is, is really important to us and we've poured a lot of ourselves into, we really start asking ourselves, what did I do that for? I gave and gave and gave. I, you know, I, I gave my time. I gave my body to have children. I... I did so much, I gave up so much, and then here we are, it's like it was never appreciated. Especially if the other person has been abusive in any way, or even just unkind, um, has cheated, has is maybe now that the divorce is happening, treating you really badly. Anything like that can really make us feel that we've, like, why was what I did not enough? What did you want from me? What could I have done for this not to be happening? Why is this happening after everything I did? Have you found yourself saying that to yourself? Have you found yourself wondering what's good enough? Because I know I did. I actually read a book that, that I don't remember the exact title. I've mentioned it before, but um, it was something like, you know, why... Um, why men treat a bitchy wife better or something like that. Like I hate even using that word, but it, the, the word was in the title. And it was like, seriously, I have to be nastier, less nice, less accommodating to deserve having someone treat me well. And I get the chase thing, but when you've been together for 20 years and you have four children, you're not chasing anymore. You're surviving, you're, you're building, you're... You're living, you're living out what you built and there should be no need to play hard to get or to be mean, to be, have someone be nice to you. That feels so wrong. And I was just like, 
but that doesn't feel right. That's not what I want to do. And I don't understand that dynamic. It's a bully dynamic. And I don't, I don't like it. I don't want to be on either end of it. So I really, I really struggled with that. And that was interestingly, I read that book at the very end of our marriage because I knew something was wrong. And what I didn't know was that he was already having an affair. I could tell that he checked out. I could tell he wasn't engaged anymore in any way, even less than normal. And so this was the book that caught my eye in the store one day. And so this is what I read. And I, I, like I said, I can tell you, maybe that's why I don't remember the exact name of it because I don't even know that I finished it. I just thought, honestly, it was just bullshit. Like, I don't believe that that's the way. I believe that if two people are well suited, then you can be yourself. And you might remember uh, an episode I did. It's in the very beginning. It's probably one of the first 10 episodes. I talked about a book that was written by Brene Brown, which is called The Atlas of the Heart. And I was specifically focusing in on two emotions or two states of being that are important to us. And so she talks a lot in that book about the different, the nuances of how we feel and what we're looking for. Um, so for example, the difference between frustration and anger um, or impatience, like those are all, those are three different things and come for three different reasons. But specifically what I talked about then, and I want to just remind you of now, is the difference between fitting in and belonging. Fitting in is adapting ourselves or adjusting who we are or being someone we need to be in order for the people to like us or to make us feel like we kind of belong there. But true belonging means being loved and accepted as we are into this group or family or environment. And I think we all go into a marriage wanting belonging. But I think many of us end up fitting in. And I realized when I read that book that I had spent the better part of my marriage trying to fit in. I am sure that what I was seeking was belonging. But what I was actually doing was fitting in because I was adjusting myself. I was playing down. I was not voicing things I was upset about. I was doing everything I could to be a person that he would love a little bit more or be a little nicer to. So I adjusted myself and I adjusted myself and I, I, you know, I ignored bad feelings. I didn't pick fights and I didn't take issue with a lot of things because I knew at this point we've been married for years you know you, you get to know the patterns you know how a fight's going to play out and so you know, on a Friday night he would do something that was really upsetting to me for example come home really drunk at 9 30 um, having not told me where he was or what he was doing or that he wasn't going to be home for dinner these things were upsetting to me but if I took issue with that he probably wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the weekend that was my reality. So I learned to not say anything. And not only did I learn to not say anything because it wasn't worth having the kind of weekend where we barely spoke to each other for two days. We had four kids to look after and we usually had plans and there was hockey and there was maybe a night out with friends or who knows, right? You just don't want to have that unpleasant weekend. So even though, I mean, I can fully see that the, the issue was created by what he had chosen to do. However, I was the one who was choosing to put my feelings away and not get upset about it. And I was even in the full recognition that his his behavior pattern with me, if I was to bring it up, was that we would have a fight and he wouldn't talk to me for two days. I would be punished for expressing discontent 
or dislike for something that he was doing. So yes, yes, I understand the dysfunction. I understand the toxicity of that kind of behavior. Some people would even call it abusive. Um, it, it doesn't really matter. The label that you put on it doesn't matter. The, what, what does matter is I fully see how I changed and adapted so that I could fit in better to what was presented to me that Friday night, the options that I had. I chose the easy path, meaning the quiet one, the one that didn't involve any fighting, and so that he would be pleasant and nice and cooperative for the rest of the weekend. That's the path I chose. That's who I chose to become in order to be able to be happy, happy, I put that in air quotes for those of you who can't see me, um, to be happy with him. And I told myself I was happy and I believed it. Um, I made myself feel happy. And, and that was, again, this was what happiness became for me because I told myself that that's what it was. So there's so many adjustments, so many becomings of myself that I did to fit into this relationship in a way that kept the peace and made me feel loved in some way. Loved because I wasn't being punished for upsetting him on a Friday night. Now I know you have your own story that is similar and different and you have your own experience that is similar and different and you've had to do a lot of the things that I've had to do and you have in doing so for years become someone else or at least temporarily become someone else and around becoming who you had to be to exist and survive in your marriage just like me you have also um, adopted or created a set of beliefs about yourself that you also hold you had to hold them while you were in the marriage and you still hold them so one of my beliefs was that if I could just be more like what he wants and what he tells me that he wants, and by the way, the way he told me what he wanted was by telling me what he didn't want. So he'd criticize me if I was too emotional. And I don't mean like crying and sad. I mean like I, I'm, I'm a passionate person. So I come in and talk about something and if I was really excited about it, I'd be really excited in my voice. Or if something had happened that had really frustrated me that day, it could be totally unrelated to him, but I would express my frustration. And he didn't like that at all. I was to keep my voice like monotone and be calm and or he wouldn't talk to me. So there were so many adjustments that I made in order to fit in. So I kept always thinking like, if I just do more of this, if I'm just more like this, then he'll love me more, he'll like me more. and. I would tell myself if we've had a really nice and quiet weekend, meaning no fighting, no dis no you know um, disagreements or anything like that, then I had done something right. I I didn't you know as I'm saying these words to you, like I said, I fully hear what I'm saying. At the time, that's not how I saw it. That's not what I told myself. I would just say things like, oh, I just want him to be happy or I just want him to feel good or I know he's really tired at the end of the day or the end of the week and so I'm going to accommodate, um, do things, whatever that I need to do to facilitate a nice and quiet and peaceful and happy and harmonious weekend. Um, the trouble begins when the marriage ends and like I said a little bit earlier, the resentment for who you made yourself become to tolerate, to put up with, to whatever, deal with, at least for me, it flooded at me. I became so 
angry, so angry. And I don't think I was just angry with him. I actually think I was probably, possibly anyway, more angry with myself for letting myself become that person. And as a result of becoming that person for all those years, I had also learned to believe that I wasn't really good enough as I was. And I didn't even know who that was anymore. Like I did not know who I was. Someone suggested to me when I when I when we first separated that I send an email out to my friends and ask them if they were to describe me with one word, what would it be? And like 99% of these emails came back with one word and that was strong. A couple of other words came back, but everyone said strong. And I remember looking at them and going, I don't feel I don't feel strong. Some of them said independent. I didn't feel independent. I didn't feel that I had stood up for myself and been strong. I had always accommodated and given in and done for. And I don't know, I just didn't feel strong and independent. To me, strong and independent was, you know, standing up and saying, I don't like that, or I'm not going to have it that way. We're going to do it my way. That would be strong and independent. Um, So it was interesting that that was still the view that people had of me. I knew I was very capable because I ran this house and these four kids and they had all their activities and I took care of everything and everyone and I did it well. So I knew I was very capable, um, but I did not feel strong. So I had this whole narrative around who I was, this belief system around who I was. And that is something that I had to let go of. And I had to, first of all, take responsibility for and accountability for becoming that person. That was a choice I made to survive, yes, to to be okay, to to get through the day, to get through the marriage. But it was my choice to become that person, to be to behave in that way. And so I had to accept that that was my choice and I had to forgive myself. Forgive myself for letting go of me and forgive myself for having no freaking idea who I was anymore. That was the first question I asked myself when I sat down and went, holy shit, my marriage is over. It's been 20 years. I can't believe this is happening. And who am I? Who am I? What do I want out of life? What matters to me? When's the last time I asked myself those questions? Did I ever ask myself those questions? This was a really overwhelming moment for me. And it was quite pivotal in that it really, it was the thing that really changed me from, or moved me away from being a victim of circumstances and taking ownership and being empowered to make the changes and step into being a new person. In fact, not just a new person, step into being me, who I was, am, wanted to be, you know, what felt close to my heart, what felt aligned and what felt right. So this isn't, um, I don't want to say it's hard work, uh, but it's not easy either because it's something that we're not used to doing. We're not used to or necessarily that comfortable comfortable with looking at our own behavior and really sitting down and going, okay, how have I been showing up in this marriage? How have I been showing up as a parent? How am I showing up for myself? And answering those questions. So you can definitely get into you know, writing some of these questions down that I've been kind of throwing at you in this episode and start journaling on those. But the other thing, or more importantly, what I'd like you to ask yourself here is a question that you could write down in your journal one day. And that is, who did I become? Now you can get more specific. Who did I become um, in that 
moment, whatever, something that happened five years ago, or who did I become to avoid fights, or who did I become to make life easier for my partner? Who did I become so that I could be a good mom? What did I let go of, of myself? What did I let go of that matters to me? What were things that I ignored, that I needed? I want you to look at not just what the other person did to you, because that's where all the focus is. And by the way, just a tiny disclaimer here at this point, because I actually didn't realize, but I have quite a few men who listen to this podcast. And I want to say that as much as I know, the conversation tends to be focused on that the woman is the one who's upset and the man is the one who's done something wrong. I know that's not always the case. It's just that I generally work with women. So that's how the conversation goes. I know this can flow both ways. And I also know that when a marriage ends, that so often the conversation ends up being about how toxic the other person is. Not every person going through divorce has a toxic partner. Most of you who say you do probably don't. But what happens is when you're going through divorce, people are stressed and they're behaving badly, quite frankly. And maybe their behavior could be classified as toxic at the time. But I think we've fallen a little bit too much in love with that word. It gets overused and it gets thrown at everything. And the problem with that, whether it is toxic or not, whether it is abusive or not, the behavior that's coming from the other person, why does it matter at this point? For the work that I'm talking about today, what matters is reflecting, is thinking. It's looking at yourself. Because the only way that you're going to heal and move forward is by looking at yourself. Who do I want to be? What are my dreams? When is the last time I showed up for myself? When is the last time I stood up for myself and put a boundary in place that I honored? These are questions that you need to answer. Because when we constantly make the conversation about, well, my partner didn't let me do what I wanted to do, or my partner didn't honor my boundaries, or my partner is really toxic, so you know I couldn't help it, and of course I feel trauma bonded, and I feel all these things. Well, that entire conversation is about the other person. I want to make the conversation about you. And I understand that if you're coming out of an abusive or toxic relationship, there's some additional healing that needs to be done. But it's still about you. And the longer you make it about what they did, the longer you're stuck in the past and nothing's happening to move you forward. You're not making it about you. And the episode today, this conversation today is about you. It is about you stepping into who you are. But in order to do that, the conversation also has to be about what do I want? What matters to me? What do I have to let go of? Which beliefs and habits do I need to let go of to become the person that I know I was meant to be? Do you hear how empowering that conversation is and those questions are versus, well, he or she did this and did that and they said this not empowering depressing it pulls you right back it sucks you into the the yuck of the past that's a really well-structured sentence I'm sure (laughs) the yuck of the past but it describes it perfectly I want you to turn your gaze forward and yes we still have to heal and we have to understand and be patient and compassionate with ourselves for what we've gone through 100%. 
but you want to heal. That's why you're listening. Turn your gaze forward and write down these questions. Who do I want to be? What do I need to let go of to be that person? Who did I become to survive in my marriage? What part of myself did I let go of to become that person? What beliefs have I created about myself in order to survive that I no longer need? So that might be a belief like, I'm too much or I'm too emotional. You might've been told you were too emotional, too much, too demanding, too high maintenance, too something, which is a way for the other person to say, I don't want to deal with your feelings. So I'm just gonna say that you're too much, I'm gonna dismiss you, and I'm gonna walk away from this conversation. That's basically what happens. And so we start to say to ourselves, maybe I am too much. Maybe I do get too emotional. And then even more so, we start saying to people, well, I can be really emotional, or I can be a lot, my dear, I want to tell you, you're not too much. You're not a lot. You're not high maintenance. And I don't even know what that means. But you need what you need. And you deserve to have your needs met by a person who claims to love you more than anyone else in this world. Period. So find out who that is. Now, if you look back and reflect and you say to yourself, which I know I did, Well, they were definitely during some fights and some things where I got very emotional, very triggered, a lot of tears, a lot of repetitive sort of wording, a lot of like, just a lot, okay? And I know I was a lot in those moments. I was out of control in a way. I'd lost control of my emotions and it was just spilling out of me years of probably resentment and things like that. That doesn't make it okay, by the way. It's not productive, I can tell you that. But I look back and I think, yeah, I see how letting go of myself, not standing up for myself, not being true to me for so long, putting it away, self-sacrificing, people-pleasing, doing all that, I can see that it created this frustration in me. And so I became someone that I'm not really, this super sort of emotional fighting to try to get you know myself heard, not valuing who I really am and stepping forward as that person every day, rather letting it build up until I completely erupted like a volcano. (laughs) I didn't want to be that person. And I knew that showing up like that in the relationship was not healthy either. I want to be someone who, you know, who shows up as myself every single day. And if I feel that someone is not respecting that, then I say something right away when it's still small and manageable so that it doesn't have to be about being a lot. And you know what? There are parts of me, I, like I said, I'm a passionate person and I show up as a lot when I'm in my passion and I'm excited and I'm doing things that I care about. And that's just who I am. I'm no longer, no longer willing to not be that person. I'm no longer willing to say to myself, oh, you're too much, Elizabeth. I had someone tell me once that I was too honest. What a weird thing, right? And so then, but what did I do? I started to develop a belief that I'm too honest. Other people have told me that I'm very outspoken or um, that I, you know, well, I am very truthful. If you ask me what I think, I'm most likely going to tell you. But does that mean I'm too honest? Because that's a criticism, right? Um, Instead, I choose to think of myself as, yeah, 
honest. I just get rid of that one little word. And I let go of the belief that I should not speak my truth, that I should not say what I really think. I choose to, to say those things with kindness and love and caring. I don't say things that aren't necessary to say, you know, when you got nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. I believe in that. But I did not, I no longer hold back just to make things more comfortable for someone else who's not being nice to me. And that's the difference. That's the slight shift. So again, just to kind of rewind to the last question I wanted you to write down is who did you become or rather what did you start believing about yourself as a person and as who you are in order to survive and to be what you thought you had to be to fit in to your marriage, to family gatherings at your in-laws, to friendships that maybe actually aren't that great after all, um, in work environments. This happens all through our lives. So I invite you now to take the time to dive into these questions, to write them down on a piece of paper and keep them beside you when you sit down to journal. Notice how I assume that everybody journals, by the way. <laughs> if you don't journal, you could always just sit and reflect on them as well or just talk to yourself in the car, for example, perfect place. But write these questions down and when you sit down in the morning, and for those of you who say things to me like, I don't know how to, what, how to journal or what to journal about, well, just pick one of those questions and doesn't matter which one and write it down to top and then answer it and just let your hand go. Just write whatever comes to you. Don't edit, don't think. Just let your hand go. Sometimes you'll write a sentence or two, other times a paragraph, and other times five pages. It doesn't matter. There's no right, there's no wrong. Just write and learn. Learn about who you are. And then you could write at the end of, or another question or another list you could make for yourself is, what are some beliefs that I need to let go of about myself that don't belong with who I want to become in this world. When you when you get more clear on who you want to be and who you really are and what you really care about and what's aligned with you and what's in your heart, you will start to see the beliefs that pull you out. In fact, you'll feel them. You'll feel anxiety, overwhelm, discomfort. Um, you'll want to leave a gathering if you're being kind of forced into being someone you don't want to be anymore. Or if someone says something to you that triggers that old belief, it'll feel incredibly uncomfortable. You'll Again, you'll want to leave or fight or your anxiety comes up or something. Listen to those signs. Go to your phone and write it down if you're not near your journal and, and learn. Your body will always tell you what is right and what's wrong, what is good and what's bad for you, what is right, like what, what fits in your heart and what doesn't. I want you to learn what those things are because that alone was the most impactful and important thing that I did during my healing after my divorce. And in fact, I spent so much time on it that it didn't take long. I started to learn who I was. I started to answer those questions and I started to let go of the belief about myself that I realized were not mine, that I had just adopted to either because I'd been told them or because I thought that's who I had to be to make this person happy. Well, this person had now cheated on me. This person was gone. This marriage was over. It was time for me to become me. 100% hugely, loudly, 
solidly me. And it has been the most incredible journey, self-discovery journey that I'm still on, by the way. I'm still evolving and growing and learning and letting go of shit. It's still happening. And I wanted, I want you to join me on that journey. That is part of what we do inside Rising Free. We, we sit and we talk about these things. And, you know, when you sit and have conversations with other people and like just listening to me now and the things that you're thinking, if you're the one talking, then other people are going to hear that belief that needs to go. It's like, wait a second, you're not too much. You're not too loud. You're not too emotional. You're loving and kind and amazing. I know you are, but do you know that you are? I want to do this work with you. So I hope, I hope and pray that I will see you on the call soon on Zoom, inside the Rising Free membership, or even better, in person at one of my upcoming retreats. Regardless, I'm here to do this work with you. I'm here to hold your hand, to guide you forward, to shine a light, and to believe in you. And even when you don't believe in yourself, you will find that I do. And maybe that belief can be good enough right now. Maybe it can be okay and good enough that I believe in you. Maybe you can just believe in that for today. Thank you so much for being here today, for joining me in this conversation. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. And I look forward to spending time with you again. Have the most beautiful day.